Hello, everyone, and thank you for coming to another episode of Dads, Beards, Nerds Reviews. The extra content you never knew you needed, but always knew you wanted. Now, let's get into the review. Today, we will be reviewing Nino Kuni 2 Revenant Kingdom. Nino Kuni 2 Revenant Kingdom is an action role playing game developed by Level 5 and published by Bandai Namco Entertainment. The game is a sequel to Nino Kuni Wrath of the White Witch and was released for Microsoft Windows and PlayStation 4 on March 23rd, 2018. The first Nino Kuni was a beloved game to me that had me all over the place with my emotions. A game about a young boy dealing with the death of his mother. It tugged at the heartstrings and made you feel for this boy. Not to mention, the Pokemon S combat, solid art style due to Studio Ghibli being involved, and a wonderful battle system. It took me a while to jump into Nino Kuni 2. And not because I thought it would be a bad game. I just didn't really have it in my have it on my radar at the time. Luckily, GameStop had it on sale, and it finally gave me the want to pick it up. And my God, I should have grabbed this game on its release day. This game is an amazing RPG that every RPG fan should play and give a shot to. Let's start with the voice acting first. I loved it. Much like Assassin's Creed Origins, I enjoyed the voice acting in Nino Kuni 2 as well. Each character's voice matched up perfectly with what I had envisioned it in my mind based off what they look like. I need to give some big credit to Claire Morgan, the voice actor for Evan, who is the main character, and Jared Zeus, who voiced Roland, who's the main supporting character. Both actors played their parts amazingly and flawlessly with each line of dialogue feeling fresh, smooth, and never forced. Other notable voices were Ellie Franch, who voiced Tani, Anna Adam Howden, who voiced Leander, and Alistair Parker, who voiced Batu. With my earlier reviews, the voice acting never really made it into said review, but as I'm reviewing more and more, I feel like voice acting needs to be a part of it due to it being able to make or break a game's immersion. It's just something that I've noticed more as I've started doing these reviews. The battle system in Nino Kuni 2 is a full 180 degrees from the turn-based battle system in the original Nino Kuni. Nino Kuni 2 ado adopted a more action RPG battle system during encounters, much like the Tells games or the Starshin games. During an encounter, you've got a regular and strong attack to switch from, and holding R1 will bring up your special attack menu to choose from one of four special attacks to use during combat. Hitting enemies with stronger attacks have a chance of knocking them down, making it much easier to cause critical hits. Some enemies will drop orbs during a critical hit, which will give you some HP or MP back in order to stay stronger and refreshed during each enemy encounter. Once defeated, monsters will drop money, items, or even gear for your characters to equip. You're allowed to equip three weapons to choose from in battle, and all three have a capacity of 100% during each fight. Get a weapon to 100%, and your next special attack with that weapon will be much stronger and have a better chance of knocking an enemy down. Over it, the combat system was fun and new. Or overall, the combat system was fun and new. Saving special weapon attacks for when they were at 100% made it so much easier to clear and encounter in an instant, making me feel like a seasoned pro. I want to talk about my favorite addition to this series, the Kingdom of Evermore metagame. There will be a point in the game where Evan will establish the Kingdom of Evermore with the help of Roland and his other companions. Once this happens, you'll have access to a whole other game within the game. With Evermore, you'll be upgrading your kingdom and adding new buildings like an outfitter to make and sell armor slash accessories, a weapons shop to make and sell weapons, and other various buildings that will help with combat, obtaining items of all kinds of rarities, and other Paschal skills to help with research in your kingdom. Other notable buildings will help with gaining new magic, gaining new higgledies, more on those to come, and attaining a general items building. 
Seriously, there's so much to this Kingdom of Evermore met metagame that I could go on for another three or four paragraphs and still wouldn't have hit everything. The main thing that will help your kingdom grow through or grow are citizens. You'll acquire citizens from other countries within the game and find them in various places such as dungeons, random areas on the world map, and a special vendor that requires you to do tasks for a special currency in order to purchase new citizens for your kingdom. Citizens also come with certain traits that will fit different buildings better than the others. Some are suitable for the weapon shop and while others are more suitable for one of the various farms or other businesses. Not to mention, leveling up the kingdom and growing it is connected to how many citizens you have and how many buildings you have built. I believe a kingdom going from level 2 to 3 had to have 50 citizens and 50 buildings built. At first glance, the kingdom of Evermore seems like something you won't really need, but soon you realize you need to put some substantial time into it in order to make the game a lot more fun and easier. Don't squander your kingdom. Last on my list of things to gush about this game are the addition of Higgledies, Tainted Monsters and Dreamer Doors. Let's start with Higgledies. They look like colored versions of the Kodamas from Princess Mononoke and have various elements attached to them in order to help with combat. You can equip four of them at a time and they will always be present on the battlefield during combat. At times, a small circle will be around them and you can hop into it and have a special magical, magical attack performed by those Higgledies. One of my favorites was they would jump into a mini tank and begin to blast enemies with support fire. Others would form a circle of healing or avoid that when the enemy was in range would cause damage. Next up are the tainted monsters scattered across the world map and in dungeons. Tainted monsters are stronger versions of the monsters that you'll find on the world map. Sometimes you'll have to fight one to end a side quest or obtain an item. Either way, these monsters are much harder versions and these fights won't be so quick and easy as your basic fight. There were a couple of these monsters that caused some trouble, but if you're decently leveled and have some decent gear, they aren't hard fights, just longer fights. Although not hard or incredibly challenging, it was a nice change of pace to fight a monster who put up some sort of a fight. Last up are the Dreamer Doors, which act as an alternate or act as alternate dungeons in Inokuni 2. There are nine of them that happen to be attached to a quest that will get you one of the 100 citizens scattered about the game. And you'll get this quest pretty early in the game, but won't be able to fully complete it until around endgame or the new game plus. These alternate dungeons aren't necessarily hard, but they are time consuming with about 20 to 30 minute completion time if you haven't invested anything into their specific building in the Kingdom of Evermore metagame. The dungeons that are accompanied uh, are accompanied with a dream doors with the dreamer doors can range from five floors to the last one being 30 floors with a boss at the end of each dreamer door dungeon. I found these dungeons to be more monotonous than anything else. It's one of my gripes towards the game, but really a small one and didn't affect the way I felt about the game overall. So the synopsis. Nino Kuni Revenant Kingdom is a solid RPG and a wonderful follow up to the first Nino Kuni. With amazing RPG mechanics, a solid metagame, and plenty to do within the world, you'll want to extend your stay and see all of the finer points it has to offer. Rating? Worth every penny. If you can find it cheaper or on sale, then definitely purchase the game. If not, still purchase it, since it's pretty cheap for being less than a year old. And there we have it, another episode of Dad's Beards Nerds Reviews. I hope that you enjoyed it, and until next time, my name's Anthony, and I look forward to making more content for you.